0: Genuinely can't tell if that's good. Hey, what's up? This is Aiden Jones, you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 1st of June, 2021. And we're in lockdown, bitch. We're in, lo- we're in lockdown still. Diddle, diddle, do, do, do. La, 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 lockdown still. I took a, a walk to the shops to buy some shit I didn't need. Cause I can't walk anywhere anymore. Um even on my fucking street. We're in lockdown still. <laughs> we are, man. This this sucks. This can fucking suck my dick. Um yeah, we're, we're back in lockdown in Melbourne. If you're not here, if you don't know, that's what's going on. It's just it, the most annoying thing about this. I've mean, the most annoying thing about lockdown is that it just makes me pay attention to the news. I don't care about the fucking news and politics in general. Like, never, other than whether it's in, like, never do I pay more attention to the stupid fucking news cycle. I shouldn't know half of these f- stupid things that are going on because they don't matter. I'm out here trying to live my fucking life, and then lockdown happens, and now I'm so invested in knowing what the numbers are and the press conferences and all this bullshit, and um, and you know I just and there's like just an undercurrent of anger because I'm not in control, and so I'm looking for things to blame it on. I'm looking for things to blame my anger and my like out of controlness on, and just whatever. I don't know, man. I feel, I feel like I'm, um, I feel like I'm really looking for something to be angry at right now, and uh, I'm trying to resist that urge because I don't want to engage with those feelings. But even as I talk right now, I'm fine. I'm like imagining, you know, just, I just uh, angry down. The week's been all right. Thank you guys for listening, by the way. How long did that take? A minute and a half? It's, um... Just how are we fucking back here again, man? And back in the uncertainty. Because once again, they said it was going to go till Thursday. It's Tuesday now. We don't know whether it's going to go till Thursday. It sounds like it's not. And they won't even fucking tell us. Fuck me. Anyway, this is a comedy podcast, welcome. (sighs) Yeah, I just like, I got a bit of deja vu this morning, waking up and then walking to the shops, just putting on my shoes and getting dressed and just walking to the shops going, I'll just buy something, that'll make me feel better, I'll just buy some crap, I'll just spend some money and I did, like I went to buy bananas, (laughs) true man. (laughs) That's like a, how I deal with anxiety in these situations is I went to buy some bananas and I was like, you know, I'll wake up and I'll buy some bananas and then I'll have a light breakfast and I buy the bananas. And then I just, I, I'm like, I was in the shops going like, I don't even think I actually needed anything else, but I was walking around going, I know I need something else. Which that basically means I know I want to spend more money. I know there's more money to be spent in here and I want to spend it because I feel bad and I want to hide from those feelings. So, what can I buy? So, I walked into Woolies. By the way, Woolies will, they made me check in at Barclay Square. Coles, I didn't go to Coles. Like the fresh greengrocer place didn't make me check in. And Coles don't make you check in, but Woolies does. And I feel like that means that Woolies is doing the right thing and the others aren't, yet somehow I still resent Woolies. Isn't that interesting? Illustrative on like, you know, I still resent them for making me do something even though that's the right thing to do. But ultimately, they're the ones that I'm angry at. What does that show you? That it doesn't doesn't serve well. It doesn't, you, it's, oh God, I can't even fucking talk. It's, if you try and do the right thing, people end up thinking you're a cunt. That's what it teaches you. So what's the lesson? Never do the right thing. Don't make people scan in and spend money at the mall. Yeah, I went in the mall. (laughs) I went in and I bought like those Pixas, you know, like little pick things for um, flossing your teeth. Oh, God. Um. (laughs) How's that? Some people sing when they yawn. (laughs) Where I'm at emotionally is when I yawn, I just go, oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I bought some Pixters and then I was like in the, like the grooming aisle and uh, I was like, oh, I need to get some shower gel. So, and I was like, I want to get a new funky brand. So I got like some different orange brand or whatever. And then I got, what else did I get? Uh, I got like a little coffee scrub that they were selling there that I'm just going to give to my girlfriend. (laughs) Babe, I got you a coffee scrub. You love skincare. I was down the shops and I thought of you and I got some deodorant. So that's why they put the... um, That's why they thematically order the aisles, isn't it? Rather than alphabetical. It's like if you're in the mood for grooming, we got all the grooming stuff here. so, So spend more money. I don't even think that's something that people don't know. I think we all intuitively know that and I'm just pointing it out. Anyway, how's the week been, huh? I wonder, where were we last Tuesday? We were here. I was, uh, I guess I was worried about lockdown. What was last week's podcast? I don't even fucking remember. I'll tell you why, because it didn't get many fucking downloads, did it? <laughs> the um, the thing just goes in cycles and... Uh, I thought I'd reached some kind of high water marker. I was like, maybe it's not 54, maybe it's like 65. Because when it was, you know, normally if I have a bad one, it goes down to like 30 something, 40-ish. And uh, I thought the lows had gone, had risen up to like the lowest I would get would be like 60. And then last week I got fucking like 48. And I was like, well, six people have really let me down. Six of you. (laughs) I thought last week's episode was really good. I don't know what it is. I don't know what you fucking people want. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it was last week. Oh, that's right. The day to relax. Yeah, I, I haven't been able to do that this week because... Um, this is the thing, man. As soon as I figure out a thing that I need, then stuff starts getting in the way of me doing that. And I hope it's not just going to be that one great day that I had. I hope I can keep it going. But I'm I'm going to remember that Thursday that I had when I got heaps of stuff done. That was huge. I still have been thinking about that. I want to have one a week. My one this week is I'm, I'm marking it out for this Thursday coming. I think every Thursday that's going to be... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I think that's going to be my day, man. Um, Thursdays is going to be my day of just getting shit done. So I uh yeah, that Tuesday I was talking about that on the podcast. I got a bunch of shit done on Tuesday. I went and bought a rug for my... Man, I've been talking about buying a rug for like legit 10 years, I reckon. When I lived above... Uh, Station fifty nine, a pub, in North Richmond in two thousand and like thirteen, I was talking about buying a rug. When I lived in London, I was talking about buying a rug for my plat forever. And I just have never done it. I also just realized that I've had a spoon in the garden for about six months. There's a spoon out there that I was using to dig through pot plants and that would be really good in the kitchen, but it's all dirty. And Anyway, (laughs) how funny is that? I just saw a spoon that I've balanced on my fence. Fuck, I'm such a dopey cunt. Um, So, uh, yeah, I bought a rug. I went and bought a rug. I was like looking online. I was thinking I was going to have to spend like... I mean, I was looking at Persian rugs. God, they cost like a, a thousands of dollars for these rugs. And I saw that and I was like, okay, so I guess to get like a cheap one, I'm going to have to spend like a $1,000. Because there's rugs out there for like 10 grand, 15 grand's crazy. I didn't know the rug game was so messed up, man. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know the rug game was so messed up. And now I'm here and I'm spending money on rugs and we're feeling cut. I'll never rap again. I'll never rap again. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know what people want on the podcast, but I know what they don't want. And that's me rapping about rugs. (laughs) God. Why do we laugh? To hide the pain. (sighs) Yeah, I went and bought a rug. I uh, went and cashed a check from the ATO, four hundred and ninety bucks. Thank you very much, Mr. Taxman. And uh, and what uh, I bought oh, I picked up another thing, it's a secret. Um and then uh, I came back here, and I fucking got the rug. I was w- a little bit worried about the rug, to be honest. I, so I got like I I went on Facebook Marketplace, and there's like all secondhand ones, and then there's just rug warehouses. Turns out I literally Google searched what are the types of rugs that you can buy, because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> there's Persian and there's Kmart. What are the other ones? And I just ha- I'm like I don't know anything about rugs. Who does? Do you know anything about rugs? Where do you know that stuff? I feel like that's some that's some rich people shit. That's the kind of thing that if you grew up in a house with money where people like decorating, you would just know that information. You would just osmose it. Like some people just know about that and about floors and fucking decorating and whatever. I don't know when I ever would have learned about rug. I, my mum my bought me a rug when I was a kid. I reckon we got it from Kmart. I got a green one and my brother got a blue one, a big full floor rug like a big rug for my room. I loved my rug. Did I have a rug? I had a rug when I lived above that pub. I did. Oh, fuck. I did too. That's right. And it was like the room was only just big enough to fit my queen bed and my desk. And then I had my rug like poking out from under my bed. Oh, fuck. That's right. What a way to live. When I moved out of that room, me and my mates... Oh, I hate to admit this, but me and my mates... Uh, on like the second or third last night that I lived there, we all went out clubbing and then we went back to mine and we'd smoked some meth and, uh, we like graffitied over all the walls. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Man, like I worked with a guy, I'll try and go through all the days of my week in a sec, but I worked through, I worked with a guy, um, a couple days ago and, or yesterday was it? And he was 22 and he was a real sweetie. I liked him. I I felt like he's maybe in a similar kind of place to what I was then. And at one point I was saying to him, you know, like, oh, I did this, you know, I moved to London when I was 23 and I was fucking whatever. And I can't even remember what it was, but I was just like, and I said, oh, you know, I don't know, man, like maybe you're probably a bit more mature than I was at that point. And I meant it when I said it, even though it was, it's like it's self-deprecating, but also kind of like, you know, I was an idiot, but then again, I don't know this kid, so I don't fucking know. Who knows? Maybe he's not. But he goes like, oh, I don't know, man. No, nah, probably not. And that was, I guess, his way of being self-deprecating as well. It was, we were really connecting. We had a lovely chat. But um, I kind of want to say in that moment, like when he's like, oh, nah, you know, I'm pretty immature as well. I kind of want to be like, just showing pictures of that room where I used to live and be like <laughs> me and my friends smoked meth in this room and graffitied on the walls. Cause I was moving out and I didn't pay like 600 bucks worth of rent and my fucking bar tab and all this shit. God. Um, anyway, what was I talking about? So, Oh um, yeah. Was, so that was Wednesday. Got the rug. Thursday, I have my day. I finished my, uh, I've I've submitted a podcast to, um, submitted? I've like pitched a podcast to this guy from ABC Podcasts who I had a meeting with. It was great. And uh, I've been working on the idea for it. I'm really excited. I don't know what it's going to be called. Maybe maybe message me if you can think of a name for a podcast. So the pitch is basically, it's a tie-in with my show. So what's the pitch? What's the pitch for people that don't know it? Um... I wrote this show. I'd never met my biological dad until I was 28, because I'm half Colombian, that whole thing. And I wrote a show about it, like a stand up show, but there's only so deep that you can go on some of these topics in stand up because it's like a punchy, you know, it's jokes. So you can't really discuss each thing in depth. But the, the show covers a lot of thematic ground. So. I uh, each episode of this podcast, I'm gonna do a six or seven episode series. Each episode, I'm gonna talk, uh, take one of those themes and uh, play a joke from the show. That's like that's the introduction to the theme, and then I'm gonna speak to an academic and a comedian. About that, for like one academic, have that interview, set it up, do the interview and then whatever. And then the next one, the comedian. So that's one episode, two interviews per episode, maybe half hour episodes. And uh, the themes are mixed race identity, class identity, um, masculinity, racism in Australia, cultural identity um, and absent fathers. And then the last episode, so number seven, I'm thinking I want to go to Kalgoorlie and talk to my dad. Apologize, one, apologize to his friends for that argument that we had had. Maybe I did talk about this a couple weeks ago. And then two, talk to my dad and ask him some questions about being a stepfather and that's deciding to be my stepfather. And when he, like when I was really young and he and my mum first started dating and just making that decision to do that. And that would be the end of the podcast. I did that on Thursday and I did a bunch of research. I found some really cool, um, just like some academics who have done research into these areas. The absent fathers one was, I found a really cool fucking academic and then I lost it. I don't know where it went and I closed the window. Fuck! That was dumb. That was really dumb. Or it says like I used up my... Whatever. You know, I had like a million tabs open. I was doing research and then I was like, I'll read that later. I'll read that later and then it never happened. But also on Thursday, lockdown was announced. That was... um, I'm actually pretty proud of myself for staying on topic that day. Like I didn't fucking... Go off and just, I did. I, I, I kept saying all week, I was like, as soon as lockdown gets announced, I'm downloading Civ and I'm going to play Civ and just inoculate myself against the world because the government can't inoculate its citizens against this fucking virus. That's how I feel. <sighs> and, uh, yeah, you know, it got announced and I wanted to download it that day, but I didn't, did I? I, uh, I was like, no, I'm having my day. I got to get my things done, and uh, I sat at my computer and I did my I did my work, man. I did my accounts stuff and I did uh, my emails. I'm like all up to date on my emails, and then I sent off this pitch, and I'm really excited about it. I've heard back from the guy. Evidently, I don't actually know what a pitch is, and he wanted other things from me. So I've got to, I've got to rewrite it, but I'm I feel like I've got a good idea of what I want this podcast to be now. Um. So uh, yeah, I feel very confident that even if it doesn't get picked up by the ABC, I'm just going to make it anyway. I don't know what it's going to be called. I don't know. I thought about like no. I mean I, I guess the central the thing that I'm trying to push in it. Is that it's my story, but I'm understanding my story by speaking to other people. So a name that encapsulates that. Understanding my story by speaking to other people. Oh, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I can't think of a name for this one. I'm gonna have to po- This is not the time for writing, Aiden. This is the time for podcasting. So that was Thursday. Friday I had work. Saturday I had work, <sighs> it was interesting, I was kind of feeling like Friday and Saturday and then I didn't have work Sunday and me and my girlfriend had planned to just sit and do nothing all day and uh, and then Monday I had work again. <sighs> and, um, you know, it was kind of like I was feeling, you know, oh, fuck, I'm... Felt kind of annoyed that I had work Friday, Saturday, Monday because I was like, Oh, I know I don't get to enjoy the lockdown. But now that I don't have work until Friday, I'm like, fuck, I kinda want more work. Cause actually lockdown, not very enjoyable. It's not good at all. And I don't want to be enjoying this or even really thinking about it. I want to just like play games, but I don't I in the in the moments I want to play games. Like I wanna just play Civ and just Fucking brain dead to the world myself. But when it, like in the long run, or like when I think about what I would like to have done, you know, playing games or work, it's the same shit. It's just not valuable at all to my life in terms of what I like, money aside. Doing work, lifting furniture, the act of that and playing civilization on my laptop are both equally worthless to me. But one of them I get paid for, which is lifting furniture. So I might as well do that one, you know. So, I don't know. We'll see. I guess we're waiting on a fucking press conference today to see if this lockdown gets extended. It's going to fucking get extended, man. I know it is. And this is the thing as well, is that at least when I'm working, I'm not thinking about this stuff and reading the fucking news. Because that's all this does is it just keeps bringing me back into like oh, I wonder what's happening now. I wonder what's happening now. Maybe if I just read the news, then I'll have a bit more control over this. And it's like I don't have any control. I was reading a fucking thing today because I read the Guardian live blog, you know, and I love the Guardian, but God, they're biased, man. It's so clear, like it's just it's like they can't see the they can't see the forest for the trees in terms of their own bias. And so there was, um, you know, they're always like... And I, I feel like it's the... I'm going to get into politics now. But I want to try and make this so that everyone can understand. I want to, like, they're saying, you know, the federal government is the one who's controlling these aged care homes, which is where all the breakouts are. And they're the ones who should be rolling out the vaccine and whatever, whatever. I agree with all of that. But then the aged care minister went on Sunrise, apparently. And I was reading it on the live blog. And uh, they were like, the aged care minister went on and uh, gave no good answers. And then they had a transcript of the answers that the aged care minister gave to these questions. And the aged care minister was like, because of the whole, the Guardian's whole viewpoint is like, uh, it's not mandatory uh, to implement these rules that say that people can't work between two different facilities. So people working between two different facilities is what's apparently causing this outbreak because they should they should just be working at one right to kind of sequester themselves so if they get contagious then they won't go to another one that we all understand that and everyone's saying why didn't the federal government mandate it so that that can't happen because they've got like guidelines in place to say that that shouldn't happen but they haven't made it mandatory And so The Guardian's saying that, and I'm like, yeah, fuck them, right? It's their fault. Because that's all this is, it's a blame game. They know we're angry, so they're like, quick, let's make sure that the anger gets directed towards the other team so that we get elected. And uh, that's where when I read The Guardian, I'm like, yeah, the anger is at the Liberal Party. And then that little bit on the live blog where it was like, on Sunrise, no good answers. I'm like, yep, this fits my narrative. But then I read the transcript, and the aged care minister on Sunrise is going, oh, we tried to work with the state government. Uh, we worked with the state government and these these guidelines were developed with them. And I'm like, oh, well, you could just frame that another way. If you're the other side, if you're whatever the fuck, Murdoch Press, you know, the Herald Sun, doing your live blog of this, you could go, oh, see, here it is, the state government again, blocking federal powers And just make it fit the other narrative. So like, what's the fucking point of reading the fucking news is what I'm trying to say. Because whatever you read, you're just going to get that side of the fucking thing. And I'm reading The Guardian, so I'm getting that side. But you read the transcripts and you're like, well, you could frame this in the other way to make the complete opposite point. So why read the fucking news at all? Why engage with any of this? And the only reason to engage with it is so that you can make. For me, it's like I'm reading this just so that I can try and make my little guesses to see what's going to happen next. Because I just, I just hate this so much, and I want it to stop. It's the only reason I'm reading it. But now, because I'm reading it, I'm like, way, I'm like, I'm like going in on this stupid fucking debate that I don't care about, that I know is just presented to me in a way to manipulate my feelings, and I fucking hate it. And I've just realised that I need to wash my fucking sheets today. (sighs) I'm looking at my pillow and I'm like, that looks a little brown and dirty. And then I remembered that it was sheet washing day today and I didn't do it. (sighs) All right. Saturday night was good. Saturday night was really nice. Um, My girlfriend's housemate's boyfriend... Say so that again, my girlfriend's housemate's boyfriend is a um, dungeon master for for D anD D, like the the game that you play with people with characters and shit like that. And yeah, we're playing a D anD D game. Me, my girlfriend, her housemate, and the boyfriend is the is the dungeon master. And mate, it is so much fun. We made our characters. Here's the thing the two girls have never had any kind of contact with this sort of game before. I've played a bit of like Dungeons and Dragons style stuff in uh, like computer games, like Neverwinter Nights or even Oblivion, The Elder Scrolls, and um, even The Witcher. It's kind of like that. It's a similar, you know, it's a role playing game. So I've played a bit of that, but. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons before, but the whole first night a few months ago was us making our characters and it was very tedious and I was especially kind of nervous that the girls weren't enjoying it because I was like, I can kind of see where this is going, but these guys have no idea about this game, so maybe they don't know what's going on. And... Uh I was just like oh, I hope this I hope we keep doing this, right? And then on Saturday night we sat down, I finished work, went there, we all had dinner, and then we sat down to play and we actually got into the game and just like oh, the girls were so much better than me at like thinking outside the box. Maybe cuz I was just like too concerned with trying to um you know, I'm like I've done this before, so I'm going to be really good at it. But it's actually got nothing to do with that. It's just about fucking around and having... Like, my girlfriend just came out with this thing. We were in jail. Our three characters started in jail. And she goes, I've got some pills in my butt that are going to help us get out of jail. (laughs) Like, she just made that up. And the dungeon master was like, okay, and rolled it. And he was like, yeah, you do. (laughs) And I was like, you can do... I thought I was going to be the one who was like, oh, check this out. This cool thing. Like... She just straight up, she's never played before. She's just making shit up. And I loved it. God, it was so funny. I'm sitting there going like, I'm going to make a fucking dinner out of this moss on the floor because I'm a cooking character. She's just like, I've got pills in my butt. Oh my God, it was incredible. We got out of this, um, I feel like that I, I feel like I was... Re- Dungeons and Dragons is amazing. The way that it made my brain work. That I feel like we were there. I feel like th- we had this story together. The three of us were in jail. There was an explosion on the street. We ran away. I I tried to charm us to... I tried to charm the jailer to like... um. To like let us go, you know. I tried to talk to him. And... Um, I kind of almost got us out, but then he realized what we were doing. And so I, in the spur of the moment, I just shoved him down. I shoved the jam. I'm like a big fat guy. My guy's called Scrub Chubbly. He's a fat, um, uh, what am I? Uh, tiefling druid and, uh, I'm really fat, but I'm a vegetarian. That's the whole thing. I love nature. So I'm a vegetarian, but I love eating. So I'm really fat and I'm always talking about eating stuff. And does anyone have any food? and um i pushed the jailer i'm like the fat cunt like i've got no i've got like 5 dexterity which out of 20 it's really bad and i pushed the jailer and i rolled the dexterity roll and i got it and i shoved him down and then we escaped jail and then <coughs> we were like around these streets and there was like a big commotion outside and the guards like spotted us and then my girlfriend like took her pill but it didn't work. She got a really low. Roll. She rolled one for it, so she just like started vomiting everywhere and like shit her pants. Um, and then we had to carry her, and the other like the uh, her her housemate like carried her character, and we ran through the streets. And my guy is like really wise, so he like knows the streets. So I took us around the way and. Then we found this magical dude and he took us on a quest and the two girls didn't want to go on the quest. And I was like, we got to go on the quest. Of course we got to go on the fucking quest, mate. It was so much fun. That's You know what? I'm going to try and get these guys to play d tonight. I really want to play again. That was a great escapism. And I said this to my girlfriend. I'm like, I think we hung out on Friday night. We did. Friday night. We um we got uh we got just like Uber Eats, and we hung out, and uh, we played games. She played Skyrim, and I played Civilization. We were just sitting there on our laptops, and uh, it was nice. We didn't talk to each other really, though. We were just playing games, and I said afterwards we we went to bed at like eleven or something, and we kind of packed up our shit and then went to go to bed, and I was like. I feel kind of empty. Hey, cause that's it. Like that's what gaming kind of does. Especially if you're gaming single player things, it just, it just passes the time. It's a thing that's really engaging and fun and enjoyable and I could do it forever. It's so much fun, but it doesn't like fill you with joy. It just leaves you feeling kind of like, well, that I passed that time successfully. Whereas D&D playing that thing with friends, like we were laughing and making jokes and like it was, it was, it was intense and it was engaging and I was, it was like heightened, you know, I felt really like, ah, there was a one, one point when, um, um, the, the dungeon master guy, I'm trying to leave out these people's names cause they're not comedians and they're not, you know, they're not public people. I feel like it's inconsiderate to put people's names just out into the world for no reason um the dungeon master was like playing the character of this weird you know little merchant guy who gave us this quest and he seemed kind of trustworthy but also not like on a deeper level very untrustworthy but trustworthy but just like you got to be wary about him i don't know like a weirdly powerful guy something couldn't really get a handle on him but um after we agreed to this quest, the dungeon master, like the person that I'm sitting across from, put out his hand. He was like, All right, deal, and put out his hand to shake his hand. And it was just like the the cue like the physical cue of him putting out his hand. I was like, I forgot for a second that we were playing the game. And I was like, Oh, we're just, you know. He's just shaking my hand because it's, like, funny. It's, like, a fun thing to put in the game. Like, ha, 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 we actually shook hands. Whatever. So I shook his hand. And then he was like, oh, yeah, um, now you have, like, this mark on your hand from where we shook hands. It's, like, a binding spell. Like, we were in the game and he tricked me. He tricked me into shaking his hand. And then the girls were like, why did you do that? Why did you shake his hand? What are you doing? And I was like, I don't know, man. I thought it was fun. That's how engaged I was and I felt like we were just all there playing this thing together and when we went to bed, I didn't feel empty at all. I felt like I'd hung out with my friends and that's what I want to do more of and I want to, I want to stop reading the fucking news and spend time with people who I care about. And that's the point to this week's podcast. where I worked with this kid yesterday, the 22-year-old kid. He was lovely, man. Really lovely dude. Um, Oh, when just... We did... What was the job? Oh, my God. We had to get a fucking fridge, a double-door fridge, up the interior stairs of this house. Um... And it was fucking so. There was like this huge fridge that like the kid couldn't lift it, so we had to like take it down the stairs and then put it on the bottom. We had to get the client to help, and we scratched the fridge up, and that was kind of annoying. Um, and then their fucking beds wouldn't fit up the interior stairs either, so we had to strap them together and then um, like hoist them up the balcony, and like get the clients to help with that as well. And then there was this huge glass table that was like a massive glass, tabletop, that we had to get up the stairs, all in all, the whole thing was just fucking terrifying experience, Um yeah, and then we, like, finished that, we were going to have another job, but that one took so long that we just had the one job, so we, like, finished up, we got a lovely tip, 50 bucks each, that was really kind, the clients were lovely people, and then um we, so we do that, and then we get to fucking, Um. Like okay, we've got to take lunch before we go back because you have to have a half hour lunch break, and uh, I don't know why I'm telling this story, but I, I just like oh yeah, that's right. So we get we go to this cafe. I'm like I'll get a coffee, but it's like everywhere's closing early now. Oh man! On Friday morning, I rode to work and I got half a flat tire. Like for some reason, my tire just went down real flat. It wasn't, I don't know what happened to it, but it, it, it wasn't like a puncture, but it just went down. Um, so I was like furious, riding to work, angry, and I get there and it's Friday and I see the girl who works at the cafe near work who I haven't seen in ages and I'm telling her I just fucking rode here on a flat tire, fuck. And she watches me lock my bike up and then she walks into the cafe and I go to walk in and she's like, oh, sorry, man, we're not open yet. We're opening later because of the lockdown. And I was just like, Fuck. But so many cafes are doing that, you know, so many cafes are opening later and shutting earlier because of the lockdown. And so I knew when we left those clients house yesterday, like we got to get quick because it's like 2.15. If places are open even after two at all, they're definitely going to be shutting at three. And we went to this one that I'd gone to the on the Thursday and I was like, oh, yep." Yeah, get the 22 year old. I was like, yeah, man, jump out and just can you go check if they're open? because the guy who worked there was like taking in all of the furniture. And so he jumped out. I'm in the truck, ready to park. And uh, he like walks up to the cafe and then like turns around to me and gives the big thumbs up. So I'm like, sick. We go park around the corner and then walk back to the cafe. And the guy's like, oh, sorry, we're closed. And I'm like to this kid, like, did you even ask? And he's like, oh, nah, sorry, man. Like, nah, I just, I, I just, you know, saw him. So I thought it was all good. I was like, fuck fuck man now i can't have my fucking coffee with my goddamn lunch i felt good about this actually i'm not good at confronting people but i guess because i like this this kid and i just was like we'd been connecting all day and we worked together and it was cool i felt comfortable being like man i'm really upset with you right now but it's okay but i just want you to know that i'm very upset that how could you walk up to him and not even ask You just walked up to it. You're just like standing there next to the guy that I told you to go and ask to see if they're open and you don't ask him and you turn around and just give me a thumbs up. (laughs) What did he think was going on? (laughs) Then he just wanted me, like, I'm, I'm like, hey man, can you just walk out there and go and check that there is a cafe there? Can you just go and check that that building hasn't been demolished in the last 24 hours? Hey, man, can you just go and check if they've got a coffee machine inside? Don't check if they're still making coffee because that that would ruin the fun. I want to park around the corner and then walk 100 meters and go and check myself and start our break. No, no, no. I just want you to check that there's a possibility but don't get all the information because, well, I don't understand. But fucking that's absolutely some stupid kind of mistake that I would have made. And How can you be angry at him? He was a lovely boy. So we didn't have coffee. I parked the uh, I parked the the truck across from this park, and uh, me and him were just talking about fucking relationships and life and stuff. And I gave him um I gave him God how high and mighty am I? I uh I showed him this clip um from the Monday morning pod- podcast from Bill Burr getting a a letter from this like lady who was asking about her kids of 14 and 11, two boys, and she was asking what advice he could give them for life. And uh, we sat there just like looking at the park, eating our lunch, and just listening to this interview. Um, or not the interview. Sorry, it was not an interview. It's a, a letter that he got that he's then just giving his advice about life. And it's very great advice. And we sat there and listened to it and just kind of talked about that for a bit. And yeah. That was a really nice moment. It's it's not been that bad. There's an undercurrent of uncertainty and anxiety with this lockdown. But it's okay, I guess, if it doesn't go for that much longer. The I feel like the worst possible is if it goes until next Thursday and then it'll be a 14-day lockdown. And if that's if it goes that long, that'll be all right because I'll still be able to go on my tour to Far North Queensland in July, I'll still be able to record my show in July, I can just work on this podcast, I can play a bit more Civ, I can do some Dungeons and Dragons, and um, and just fucking see my girlfriend. <sighs> Alright, that's the podcast for this week guys, thank you all for listening, and I will catch you next week. it has been Aiden Jones, sitting under a tree. Peace.